already messed up. Already messed up. I was trying to grab a quick drink, and now I gotta mm-mm-mm. do it again. The big guy's live. We're live. It is time for fantasy golf. All that really matters. I know you're thinking it's September. It's football season. Hey, new guy, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Golf and football can exist at the same time. Tonight will be proof of that. I'm going to be playing a lot of NFL football Sunday, just like a lot of my homies are, and we're also going to play golf tomorrow. Okay, so tonight is golf night. You put football on the back burner until prime time tomorrow for Thursday, and you get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear the word football again. If I hear it again, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Hey, feel free. Hey. Feel free to go throw a question in the uh, old chat over here because we're going to be doing a Q&A at the end. The only rule is you got to put a question mark. You put a question mark, I'll, I'll answer your question at the end. It's a pretty simple process. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I hope you're finding me. But let's be real. It's September. There's very little chance you're just now finding this channel, right? There's no chance. All the people that find my golf stuff every week that are new, they're finding it in the middle of golf season. Ain't nobody finding this. All the people that are here tonight, you're some fucking tryhards. And you know what? You think I'm talking? I'm slandering your good name. I'm not. When I call you a tryhard, what I'm really telling you is I fucking cut. I like the cut of your jib. That's what I like. I, I, I dig it. The fact that it's September right now and that you're here with me and we're going to talk fantasy golf and we're going to talk about all the chalk donkeys and we're going to talk about the weather. It's like life has meaning again, right? I'm trying to fuck with my mic right now. Hold, uh, I got the wrong screw here. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing tonight. We're going to prepare you for week long for the Fortnite. If if you've never, if the, in the rare chance you are a new guy, I'm going to warn you. I come off a little strong at the start, but don't worry, new guy. I'm not so bad. I do cuss a lot, so don't have me on in front of your children unless you're one of those parents, right? That's what we'll be doing. Okay? For all of you that don't know, I do this every Wednesday night. I don't give a fuck if the fucking apocalypse is coming. I will be doing this show right here the night of the apocalypse if there's a golf tournament the next day. That's how I roll because this is the emergency stream. And if you ever make your lineups before watching this, you're a fucking moron and you don't like money. So don't do it because I'm going to give you all the pressing uh, information you need and I'm going to ask you some really tough questions that are going to determine are you ready to roll. So... That's what we're going to do here, big guy. You ready? Are you ready to do that with me? You need to know, I do this show. This is week-long. But don't forget, this is I am the founder of the Showdown Hoedown, the guy who is reinventing Showdown. And I do this every Friday and Saturday night for round three and round four Showdown. And you're probably thinking, he won't do it this week. It's a, it's a NFL season. No, fuck that. I will do it right in the middle of an OU game because I don't give an F. Golf is king in this household and in this world that I live in, okay? So Showdown Hoedown will be here Friday night for round three and Saturday night for round four. You can count on it. Why do I do that? Because there's a huge fucking edge there. And for all the fucking hardos out there that watch my shit, I want to give them an edge and help them win at Showdown. That's what I do. That's what I do. Because here, you know what, new guy? I'm not going to give you a single pick, but I'm going to try to help you win. That's my goal. I'm independent AF. You can't help but notice there's no ads on this video, right? Because I'm not a fucking poor. And just so you know, all I ask in return is just maybe go drop the big guy a like and a sub, right? Trying to get, I, I'm almost, I think this morning I was almost at 1,400. It'd be really cool to get there. Um, <clears throat> and your likes help, right? That's all you got to do. That's basically it. I do golf. I do football. That's what I do. Come check out my football shit. I got John Galt JD helping me out. The man's a, a savant, uh, and I'm pretty bright myself, and we do good content. So go check that out if you're interested in NFL or if you like college football, which apparently is about three fucking people. Go check that out. Without further ado, let's get going. you got to wonder, what the fuck is this thing, This guy's big thing over his shoulder right here? Well, that's called a spinny wheel. And what I'm going to do right there is I'm going to spin that, and the winner gets to make a $20 ticket into this week's tournament, which I think is, what, $50,000 to first? You can't beat that shit. And it's on me. It's on me. And if it hits, we'll split it 50-50. So 
uh, all you got to do to get on that will, you're thinking, hey, that sounds cool. I want to get on it. All you got to do is one of two things. Either go like and retweet over on Twitter or just go like my videos or leave comments on my videos over here on YouTube when I tell you to. You're thinking, hey, that's not that many names on there. Well, only 40, like 50 people retweeted my shit yesterday. So there's 50 people on there plus the 100 people that I'm leaving on there forever because they went and re-liked my podcast or they went and left a, com- uh, a, a, a comment, uh, a review on my uh, podcast. And so they get to stay on there forever because that's the deal I made. So there you go. Let's get going. Uh, I got one quick question. One quick question. I, I think a lot of you have been waiting to hear this question for a while, so I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. Are you ready? Hey, look at me. Look at me right here. Look, See, I'm looking right in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. Have you made your lineups yet? You have. You fucking have. I know you have, and you should know better because you're a fucking hardo, and you shouldn't have been making your lineups. You shouldn't have been making your lineups. What the hell are you doing, brother? What are you doing? Okay, because here we don't make lineups until we have talked about the contests. Okay, until we have talked about ownership, until we have talked about pivots, until we have talked about the model, until we have answered our Q&A. What the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry. I've cussed on a lot. I will warn you, the ranch water's flowing deep tonight, big guy. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. And for all of you that like aren't playing, I'm telling you, I swear by this. Please hear me. I've had three. I've had eight monster hits over the past four years, and three of them have happened in the swing season. There you go. I don't know any better proof I can give you that because the swing season only makes up about a quarter of the schedule. Yet I have had uh, nearly forty percent of my mega hits in the in the swing season. That can't be a coincidence. Long live Party Marty. So. Let's check out some contests for tomorrow. Let's talk about our buddies over at DK. By the way, FanDuel is basically the same thing. You know, I don't know why FanDuel just gave up on golf. If you don't know, that's where I got my very first two big hits at Fantasy Golf was over on FanDuel. Uh, and and then they just decided, hey, you know what? Instead of having good contests, why don't we just say fuck it and never have one again? And then, you know what? i got to give FanDuel credit. They fuck it. They had a goal. They reached it. <laughs> they just said fuck it. I'm down. I'm done. And so now we're basically left with DraftKings. If you want to win any money, that's you know enough to even pay your mortgage for a month. Um, and so uh, this is what we're looking at for tomorrow. And you want to know the truth, Bob? It's not great. It's not great. This always happens. They got to keep the top prizes heavy because uh, DraftKings ain't fools. They run a company, and they know that the top thing you got to do to draw people in is keep those top prizes high. High. But for a guy like me, that sucks. I don't want this. Right? Like this top. Um, price here is or the top tournament is the $20 and then the $20 you can see it's a $400,000 prize pool 100,000 to first so right there we already have alarms big big sirens going off from the very start because you never want to see more than 20% going to first place and so this big contest right here is 100,000 to first which is 25% of 400,000 if you're a fucking moron at math and then here is the next rule we want to look at well what is 10th place 10th place is $2,000 that is only one 50th of what first place is let me just go ahead and tell you look me in the eyes can i afford to max this tournament yes yes i can am i going to max this tournament no no i'm not because it's just a terrible structure even though i have a bankroll the reason i have a bankroll is i don't play in negative ev tournaments and basically if you're not getting top three in this tournament you're essentially pissing in the wind and i got to tell you brother i don't like to piss in the wind so i will not be playing in this tournament I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a terrible payout structure, and every time you play in a tournament like that, you're casting a vote to DraftKings to let them know it's okay to keep doing it, and fuck them. So, 
What are the tournaments to play in? Well, if you got a little bit of a bankroll, this $200 single entry is the nuts. But I'm not going to harp on that because if you don't know by now, the $100, the $200, the $33, uh, the $12, the $5, all those single entries, they're almost always the nuts. Why are they the nuts? Well, first of all, they're single entry. So you're 1v1 when you're playing a fucking shark like me, right? That's nice. You don't want to be playing me when I'm playing 150 lineups and you're playing four. You don't want that. Trust me, you don't want that. But also, the payout structures tend to be flatter in them. So not only does not too much go to first, but a decent amount goes to 10th. So you hit a really good lineup and you get eighth place, you're going to win real money that's going to really change your bankroll and or your life, depending on what uh, how big it is or, I guess, how poor you are. So that's one thing to consider. Uh, other things to consider is it's the swing season. Maybe you don't have to win $100,000 to fucking be dancing on the couch. Maybe you just look at tournaments where like a hundred, you know, like like $5,000 to first place is the nuts, right? Like that's good. Check out this. Uh, let's see. What is this 15? Oh, that showdown. Get the fuck out of here with your showdown. Ain't nobody got time for the showdown. Uh, let's go look at a reasonable contest. Um, this $33 single entry, right? Uh, six, only $600 first. You're saying I can't play in that. But notice there's only 176 people in it this week because DraftKings thinks that nobody likes fantasy golf. And look at me. You looking at me? The $5 already fucking filled because DraftKings doesn't fucking get how much this community loves fantasy golf. And so they went and put 23,000 people in the $5. It was filled by like fucking 5 o'clock today. They've already, and now they're reluctant to put out a secondary tournament. Look, they got a. Uh, do they even have a secondary tournament out yet? Yeah, they put a $22,000 secondary tournament. Why not put up a bigger one? I'll tell you why. Because they're nervous that their fucking $20 is not going to fill because they they know, they know didn't realize that people don't want to play in that piece of shit tournament. So this is what happens. They could have made that $5 so much bigger. It could have been the nuts, but they didn't do it because DraftKings is kind of fucking stupid. Hey, DraftKings, reach out to your boy. I'll consult you and try to help you not make such dumb fucking tournaments. You're welcome. I'll do that for you. Pro bono. Pro bono. Okay, I'll, I'm just kidding. I don't do shit for free. So, uh, as far as that goes, I like it. Let's see. Did I see some tears here? Let's go see some tears. They'll make you happy or they'll make you sad. Tears. Uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, $8. What do we got here? What do we got here? Oh, this is, hey, potential overlay. Not after I say this on my show with a ton of people watching me and all the replay viewers. But, like, look at this. This tears here, 10000 only 2000 to first. Okay. Okay, I, I might have to go jump in some tears tonight. It's going to be a long night for the big guy. Things to consider, right? I would tell you this. Leave a little bit of money for Showdown. I'll be the first to acknowledge Showdown this week is probably going to be pretty disappointing. Uh, pretty disappointing. 30000 So if they're doing 30000 on Thursday, you can best believe that you'll probably only get to fifty to 80000 for Saturday and Sunday, right? But that still probably means 20000 up top, and that's okay. Um, I would leave a little bit of your budget for showdown because the showdown content this week in particular, especially with college football and NFL football being here Saturday and Sunday will be, let me just, I, I, let me say this in the most PG way I know possible, hot fucking dog shit. That's what it'll be. So I would save, you know, if you play a hundred dollars a week or you play a thousand dollars a week, save at least 30 to 40% of your budget for showdown this week. I think there'll be a bigger edge at it. And, uh, that's where I think I, that's where I think the money is to be had, right? So that is contest selection. We're not even going to look at FanDuel because FanDuel fucking punted, so I'm going to punt on them. Let's move on. Uh, oh, hey, I've got a podcast. You know i got a podcast? A lot of you, I, I'm going to bring it back strong. It's been, Okay, I've been a little lazy. I basically just put my YouTube shows on there, but I have had some amazing shows called The Degenerate 75 Talks Golf with Smart People. I had on say, seven amazing guests. Go check those out. <sighs> Which new guy leads me 
to the first question of the night. I, I'm kidding. It's the second question. Because the first question is, have you made your lineups? And you have. So you're already 0 for 1, you mother father. So here's question number two. Question number two. What's the first thing we check when it comes to week-long fantasy golf? I'm talking to you, Bob. I see you over there. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? And why have I been watching his stream for fucking 20 minutes? Well, let me tell you. The reason why is because I asked these questions. So I'll ask again. What is the first thing we check, Bob? That's right. It's fucking weather. Good job, Bob. I'm impressed. And as you can see, this is being played in Napa, which is uh, just outside of what? Fucking Northern California by San Francisco. It's like wine country, right? Um, and I got to tell you, there's no person out there, and I mean this, nobody in this community will push the whole narrative of weather harder than the big guy. I love a good weather narrative. And if you want to know what I see, my dude Nick already caught me on this, right? Uh, I see, I see Thursday morning looking very, very friendly to good scores, right? It's a little cold to go out, but right when it starts to warm up and right when the winds aren't too bad is the perfect scoring conditions from 11 to one. That's when most of the early guys are going to be finishing their round. And then you notice in the afternoon, it gets pretty sustained winds and it gets pretty gusty and it gets a little bit warmer. So obviously tomorrow, the Thursday morning guys are going to have a huge edge, which isn't that fucking weird, right? That's pretty normal that the morning guys almost always have an edge of the afternoon guys uh if you want to know new guy on showdown you should almost uh play probably at least 80 percent uh morning guys versus afternoon guys on any given showdown slate round one and round two if you're a fucking degenerate but that doesn't matter if friday ends up canceling out but what i see on friday is yes the morning is definitely softer than the afternoon but notice in the afternoon those cooler temperatures uh, right a little bit longer into the day only peaks at 72 degrees and notice the wind never gets above 12 miles an hour so i gotta tell you i'm not sitting here saying go all in on the weather edge don't do it brother but what i'm saying is if you're making your player pool and you're stuck oh damn do i play whoever Patton Kazai or adam shank is the last guy in my lineup i would tend to err on the guy that has a thursday amt at tea time and a friday afternoon tea time i would have bet that that probably plays and i'm pretty good at this i would guess it plays somewhere between a half a shot to a quarter of a shot easier right and you're like that ain't that much okay dumbass i mean it is i'm telling you it is it's not enough to like go all in on it's not enough to bet your mortgage on but it's enough that like it should definitely be a tiebreaker for you so that's what i see but you also need to remember something else new guy we check more than one site here. We're, we're, we're fucking adults. And as you can see, Thursday, it's like it like at 1 o'clock, just magically, that shit just spikes all of a sudden, right? Look at that. Spike, 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 spike. Those are some dark green. And so, like, th you know, this is two different sites that have confirmed that just strangely tomorrow, like 1 o'clock, the, the Lord says, I will give you win, Napa Valley. Okay, that's what you get for growing fucking grapes for whatever, wine, I assume. Go watch Sideways. Great movie. And then you look at Friday, yes, it picks up again in the afternoon over there, but look, it only picks up the gentle, a nice gentle breeze. So if I'm playing a wave stack, I'm definitely playing the AM, PM guys, right? That's going to be my preferred stack. Should Is this something you should go all in on? No, you shouldn't. But it is definitely, I would say definitely something that you should consider a tiebreaker. But we are lastly going to go check three sites because we're not that Wikipedia generation. We are going to go look at uh, Weather Channel. <laughs> 
a wise scholar once told me they do weather. So as you can see tomorrow, it is three, 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 four, five, six, seven. And then look at that. It's like it's like at one o'clock, it just like magically picks up, like lowered decides he's gonna blow the wind. And it gets pretty hefty and it's gonna bake out a little bit. Tomorrow afternoon, it wouldn't surprise me if you see a good three quarters of a shot difference between the morning wave and the afternoon wave. If you're playing showdown tomorrow, look at me. If you're playing showdown tomorrow and you play afternoon guys, you're a fucking moron. Okay, there we said. Oh, I should probably tell you this new guy. I keep it really real around here. I'm not for everybody. A lot of people don't like me. I already catch some fucking. I already catch some zingers on uh, Twitter. It's okay. I'm not trying to be for everybody. Cause you know what's awesome? I don't need this money. That's why I don't monetize my YouTube. I just do it because I want to fucking help you, new guy. Uh, Friday, we're moving on over here. You see Friday, we see the same thing, just super scorable conditions in the morning. But notice it doesn't get quite as wonky in the afternoon uh, as it does on Thursday. Is it a huge edge? No, but it is definitely worth mentioning. That's what I would, that's what I would take away from this. Do not use AM, PM as your uh, catalyst. They're like, I'm going to put all 25 of my players from AM, PM. Well, I think that's a little short-sighted, brother. But if you use it as a tiebreaker, I think that's pretty smart. I think that's pretty smart. By the way, go drop a like and a, a, a sub here. Remember, I only, I only see 41 likes, yet I see like 100 people in here off and on. So go, go drop the big guy a like. <sighs> all right, so we got weather. All right, new guy. You want to know why everybody comes to me? You want to know what really gets this? Probably, I think I'm the third most viewed uh, thing on YouTube, right? And it'll, I think it'll blow up even more in 2023. Why do people come watch my shit as opposed to watching all the other people that uh, do DFS, uh, PGA DFS content? Well, A, I actually fucking do lineups like some of the other guys, and I actually put real money into it like some of the other guys. Um, so those are things to consider, but the real reason why is I have a great great beat on ownership. Uh, I put so much time into my ownership and uh, this is just my rough draft. I will do my final draft after this for my discord members. Uh, but this is the rough draft numbers, right? And what it is, is I'm going to talk to you about who's going to be the highest owned players, who of those guys, it justifies that ownership and who of them, if you play, you're a fucking moron. So that's what we're going to do here, because if you don't know something, you really need to know this. And I got to imagine if you're watching this, you've probably heard me say this 57 times. Fucking deal with it. I have to bring in new people. Ownership is the single most important thing in PGA DFS. There's no single there's no single factor that is more important than ownership in PGA DFS. I would say probably second on that list is contest selection. But number one is without question ownership, because PGA DFS more than any other sport is highly variant. And so knowing that, we need to really have accurate ownership because if we're just guessing at what ownership is going to be, well, then how good are we? We need to have ownership we can trust and then make decisions based off of that ownership. And I have made my rough draft ownership that I will put up here. You don't get to see the final one. If you want to see the final one, go check out my Patreon. So who is going to be the highest owned guy tomorrow? Well, I call it the big three. The big three tomorrow, and it sucks because you look at me. Those are the first three guys I selected. The first three guys that caught my eye instantly were Pendrith, Homa, and Davis. Those were the first three guys that caught my interest. And if those three guys are going to catch my interest, of course, they're going to be the three highest owned, right? So, oh, let me drink. Let me drink. Drink's very full. Look at that. Look how full that drink is. So these three guys right here are all very highly owned. I'm talking significantly higher than everybody else around them. So this is what I want you to consider. First of all, if you love any of these three guys, like you are convinced Max Homa, Taylor Pendrith, Cameron Davis is going to win this tournament, 
Well, you got to play them. It doesn't matter what their fucking ownership is. You play them. What I am trying to tell you when I put this up here, this isn't a, hey, you're a dumbass if you play any of these three guys. The real answer is you're a dumbass if you're playing all three of these guys in your player pool. Because if you're just playing all the chalky guys, right, you play, look at everybody on this list, and all eight of those top eight guys are in your projected ownership. And then uh, Friday comes, and you're looking at the cut, and like something like 22 out of 25 of your guys all make the cut, right? And you have all these guys in the top 10. You're like, I'm going to kill it this weekend. No, you're not. Because everybody has those same players. Where you should really get excited is when you have guys that are, you know, making the cut, who are in the top 25, who can push on the weekend, who are 5% owned, not fucking 28% owned. That's what you're really after. You want to get guys who are going to play well, who are going to be at less ownership, so you don't have to share those points with every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. That is the goal, new guy. Okay? So, if you love Cam Davis, Homas, or Homa, or Pendrith, you play him. It's very simple. But here's what I'll tell you. Those three, in particular, ownership, are so much higher than everybody else. Like, I'm talking any pivot off of them is at least only two-thirds the ownership. Or you could, if you want to look at it the other mathematical way, these guys are 50% higher owned. You have to ask yourself, is Cam Davis twice as likely to outperform these guys or even 1.5% more likely? And if your answer to that question is yes, which it can be yes, then you go play Cam Davis. But please, new guy, you just follow one rule. You do the 2x rule. If you're going to put Cam Davis in your player pool, you make sure you have him in 2x of your ownership. That means at least 49% of your lineups should have a Cam Davis in it. Not 49% of your total lineups, but 49% of your total exposure. If you don't know what that means, fucking DM me. I'll help you out. I don't big guy anybody, okay? Big dog. I am a big guy. If you want to play Max Homa, you make sure to put him in 54% of your lineups. You want to play Taylor Pendrath? Go put him in 57% of your lineups. You have fun with that, brother. And I get it. I get it. All those guys jumped off the map at me. Excuse me. Jumped off the, the page to me. I wanted to play them all. But because of their ownership relative to the people around them, I am going to classify all three of these guys as donkey chalk. And it hurts me because I like them. And am I saying they're bad plays? No. But you don't get it. You fucking, I cannot believe I'm still saying this shit after four months of saying it. Donkey Chalk does not mean they are bad plays. It means they are bad plays relative to the percentage of success that they will have to the players around them. Does that make sense? Like Max Homa is going to be 50% more owned than Hideki Matsuyama. I don't like Hideki this week at all. Am I going to play him? Maybe, but I don't fucking like it. As a matter of fact, I'll probably just go play Corey Connors instead. But Corey Connors and Hideki Matsuyama, look at this. Look at this new guy. You ready to you ready to fucking have your mind blown? They're good. They're okay, Chalk. They're okay. Chalk. Why are they okay, Chalk? Because everybody's going to spend their money. We get that. People spend their fifty thousand dollars. At least they spend forty nine seven. And if they're gonna spend forty nine seven with this super soft pricing that DraftKings put out this week, like some assholes, then they're gonna naturally gravitate towards Connors, Hideki, Davis, Homa, Pendrath. That's just natural because people are gonna spend their money. And if they're gonna spend their money, well, then they're gonna get on these guys. So the thing I look at is what is their ownership relative to each other and Hideki's ownership and Connor's ownership in my rough draft is very very low relative to what it is for Davis Homa and Pendrith so because of that those guys are chalky chalky by definition right 17 18 percent you view that as chalky but they're not really chalky because chalky means highly owned relative to the players around them and those guys aren't highly owned to the people relative around them right Maverick McNeely, 
He is not donkey jock, but he is definitely eh, jock. Like, like, bro, that's a lot. Justin Suh, 16.7% coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, your future star. Just go look at his ownership relative to all of his peers around him. He is the definition of donkey jock. He's donkey jock. Davis Riley, 16.2% owned. That's pretty high. But when you compare it to the guys of around him you have two guys right above him that are going to be way higher and a plethora of guys right below him they're going to be a lot lower he all of a sudden becomes eh, chalk by the way if you're wondering why are you only putting eight guys on here why don't you show me the whole thing it's simple i only give that to my discord okay you want to be a part of it i'll tell you how to do that in a little bit and then i picked three guys here these guys aren't in the top 10 most owned but they're still worth noting trey mullinax coming in at 15.4 percent trey mullinax is a $6,800 golfer, and we're trading him like he's fucking Tiger Woods. Get the fuck out of here. You get the fuck out of here with that. I ain't got time for that shit. Trey Mullinax coming in at 15.4% at that price tag is the definition of donkey chalk, which, by the way, new guy, I need to tell you. For a full, I've been doing this stream for four months now, and I've been talking about, hey, donkey chalk. It's 2022 has been the year of donkey chalk. But you know what? I'm just going off hyperbole. I don't actually know that. So you know what? I got a couple guys over on my Discord that are going to help me track this shit. And for a full year, we're going to track the three people, the three top donkey chalk players that I think are going to be those people. And then we're going to pick one primary pivot and a secondary pivot and see how those guys do both in finishing points and in drafting points and track it for a full year. So we can actually see if the year of 2022, 2023 was the year of chalk or if it was the year of donkey chalk. And you know what you're going to find is even if the donkey chalk outperforms the regular players, it's still probably not that good because they're usually two or three times higher owned. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's see here. Other guys, Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore, I actually really like. He's a birdie-making machine. Love that guy. But 11.2%, because if you don't know, after 8,000, it's like ownership just falls off a map. It's like nobody wants to commit. There are no true chalk donkeys under 8,000. I think the last guy that would probably classify as that is Taylor Moore at 7,600. And so because of that, I don't think he's disgusting chalk, but he's definitely like, eh. Let's pump the brake chocks. Like, this is Taylor Moore, okay? Uh, who, you know, his last name's Moore because he likes more bogeys. And then Chris Goderup, the most mis outrageous misprice of the week. I, I'm still skeptical. I have him in my rough draft ownership at just 9.2. I got to tell you, I don't think that's true. I think people are smart enough to know that is too good of a player to be at 7,100. Same thing with Luke List. But... At the moment, if he's 9.2, he's just eh, chalk. And you're like, how can somebody be chalk if 9.2%? Okay, first of all, guy from The Simpsons, uh, chalk is just the ownership they have relative to the players around them. So if he's 9.2 and nobody's above 4 or 5% around him, that inherently makes him chalk. It's not the actual number that makes them chalk. This is such a misconception by the people that own media networks and the people that don't even play these tournaments that spit this shit out there that everybody listens to. But that's not what chalk is. Okay, so what Chuck actually is, is what their ownership is relative to everybody else. And Chris Goderup has a relatively high ownership compared to everybody else around him. That is the definition of Chuck. So we have to put him as eh, Chuck. I don't know if I want to call him disgusting Chuck, because to be honest with you, I'm probably going to eat some Chris Goderup. But I just see him at, if I see him at 9.2%, I'll just go play him in 25% of my lineups and feel very, very good about that. That's what I'll do. All right. That's ownership. That is the single most important thing, new guy. 
Okay. By the way, if you're like, hey, I want to see all your ownership. Well, shit, just go check out the Discord. We have like 250 members over there. It's fucking awesome. It's the best community you'll ever meet. It'll be in the description of this. It's growing every day. Join it. Don't join it. I don't give a fuck. But I'll tell you, if you want to know all the tools you need, if you want to have direct access to me and you want exclusive content, that's what you check out. Let's get over to the model. All right, here we go. Things I looked at. I actually, doing my research of this course was different than a lot of people. This is one of the few times in my life I have ever rated around the greens, one of my highest weighted categories. Why the fuck would I do that? Well, I just went back and I looked at the past few years. And in the past few years, around the green was undeniably an imper- uh, like an imperative to success at this course, right? This isn't one of those courses where you can just play a true ball striker. You need somebody who's tee to green. And new guy, if you don't know what ball striking is just approach Per, uh, plus off the tee. That's the only two things that are in ball striking. But if you want to get tee to green, it is off the tee approach and around the green. So to me, this is much more of a tee to green course. And you need guys that can do all three. So many people pick up lots of shots around the green that finish in the top 10, an undeniable fact. Furthermore, the reason you can't really trust statistics this week is so many of these guys are coming off of a delay. We have guys coming up for the Corn Ferry Tour. We have guys coming over from Europe. But most importantly, we have so many of these stars that just didn't qualify for the Tour Championship, and now they're here, right? So, like, to look at recent form, to look at things like that, like, you, it, it's kind of fucking useless. They haven't played in two weeks. So, I'm out of here. Get out of here with that. You get out of here with that, Bob. And so, here is my model. Look at me. You're like, oh my God, I'm getting the Degenerate 75s model. First of all, models are the most overrated thing in fantasy golf. Let me go ahead and tell you that. I know, like, oh, I've got my model. Let me share it with everybody. Get the fuck out of here. Models matter about 25% of the time. This week, I would say that number is probably about 10%. Do not put too much weight in the models. Oh, shit. Taylor Pendrith's number one. Your model. You got to play him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you go play Taylor Moore at 28% or uh, Taylor Pendrith at 28%. Get the fuck out of here. What I use the model for and what you should use the model for. And by the way, if you're wondering why I'm using Fantasy National, because I haven't found anybody better. That There's the fucking answer, okay? I don't want to use Fantasy National. They fucking suck. They don't even have Carl Yoon on here, uh, which I just discovered when I was making my uh, Discord videos earlier. 7,800, Carl Yoon. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> Where the fuck is he? What are we doing, Fantasy National? Whatever. Uh, I don't bow to, I, I don't bend the knee to anybody. I, when, if this is Game of Thrones, I'm fucking Jon Snow. Oh, wait. That motherfucker bent the knee, didn't he? Never mind. Bad example. Hey, go drop a like, new guy. So, what I'm looking at here is uh, who should I play? When you look at this model, you shouldn't be looking for who scores highest, but you should be looking for guys that score highest in the categories that you think are important. So, like, Corey Connors is ninth in my model. That doesn't exactly... That's not exactly great for a guy that's the third most expensive, right? But what I see is a guy who is good at good drives, good at greens and regulations, and good at that uh, par four range that I have noticed that a lot of people have success at. Furthermore, he's very good off the tee. He has a good course history here. So if, like, that's what I see, like, that's what I want to see. This overall ranking, fuck your rankings, okay? Uh, Get out of here with that. And you say, well, Taylor Pendris, number one, you got to play him. Well, yes, he is number one, and I do like Taylor Pendrith. <laughs> I really do, but I'm not going to play him. That's just how I roll, mother father. If you don't like it, so be it. And like I will say Taylor Pendrith probably is going to do well this week, and if you want to play him, do it. I just don't want to share those points with 30% of the field. That's where I'm at. I wouldn't play Jesus Christ himself if he were 30%. Do you hear me? Himself. And this is the Lord's time zone. Okay. So, like, you look at some of these and you see, oh, Maverick Manila is 70 in the red because I got never play him. Well, first of all, 
I think you're being a little short-sighted, brother. Maverick Manili is a really good bent grass putter. And some of you are saying, hey, I thought this was Poa. Okay, well, it, it plays like bent, okay? I'm taking that from people that know this shit better than me. He's good at long par fives. He has a good course history here. And more than anything, he's going to be the lowest owned of those guys up there. So who are some guys that really pop in the model that might surprise you? Well, how about this one? How about if everybody loves Justin Suh? Just go play Alex Noren. The model loves him this week. Yes, he's never played this course before, but Alex Noren has actually been trending in the right direction for a while. Let's go check out old Alex Noren's. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, I can't play Alex Noren. He lost 6.5 approach at the BMW. Okay, well, first of all, that was three weeks ago. Chill the fuck out. Second of all, the professional golfers, they bounce back. And third of all, Alex Noren has actually shown he can win, uh, be successful in the PGA. Justin Suh hasn't shown Suh shit. Okay, so get out of here. Get out of here with that. Chris Kirk. Why Chris Kirk isn't popular, I'll never understand. The guy's chalk every week when he's overpriced. This week, he's very fairly priced, and nobody wants to play him. Sign my ass up. Um, other guys the model loves. Kevin Streelman, which the model always seems to love Kevin Streelman. I don't know why. I guess because he ball strikes pretty well. Adam Long. Nobody wants to play Adam Long. Sign my ass up. I'll be long on him. David Lipsky is going to be one-fourth the ownership of Taylor Moore, and they're almost exactly the same in the model, yet everybody's going to play Taylor Moore. There you go. That's how I pivot. Am I telling you that David Lipsky is going to outperform Taylor Moore? No. But what I am telling you is if you think that Taylor Moore is four times more likely to outperform David Lipsky, you go to at the degenerate 75, you slip into my DMs, and you throw a number at me, and I will bet any amount of money you want so long as you give me four to one, you mother father. Get out of here. You ain't going to do it. No one's ever taken me up on that. Actually, one guy said, I'll play the whole afternoon, guys. You play morning, guys. And I fucking dusted him by 60 points. And that's literally the only time I've ever done I didn't even make the motherfucker pay me because I knew he was losing. Uh, other people that have uh, looked so great in the model, Hubbard, but he's getting a little chalky. He's just too good of a golfer to be down at this range. Uh, Party Marty's really good in my model, but once again, the model don't mean dick this week. I will tell you, Marty, Party Marty did win me $45,000 in the swing season. And then the most egregious outprice of all, uh, 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 misprice of all time is Luke List and Chris Goddard up down here. Uh, do they look good in the model? Yeah, because they're fucking better golfers than everybody around them. You want a couple sleepers to consider? I've already. I'm just going to use the same ones. Michael Kim. Yeah, the same Michael Kim that dominated the John Deere is coming in with impeccable form. He has been tearing up the Corn Ferry. Maybe he's figured something out. You gotta like that. So you got to be open to Michael Kim. Uh, other, by the way, why did I say him? <laughs> That's what all the fucking slob decks in the industry are saying. Other sleepers that might blow up, might blow up. Cam Percy. Don't forget about our boy Cam Percy. He might be 175 years old, but look at that approach the last two times out. If he keeps that up against this field, Cam Percy will smash. Uh, other people that might blow up. Uh, I I feel like Hayden Buckley is a guy that can really score that at 6,800. Like I feel like he should be 7,400. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of great top finishes, but those top finishes are against really good fields. This ain't a really good field, Bob. So chill out with that shit. Anybody else? Uh, the, oh, John Huh. He's really loved by the model right here. 70 at uh, 7,000. You gotta love that guy, right? Let's go check out John. <gasps> Uh, yeah, his last time out second at the Wyndham. You got to like that. You got you to gotta like it. If you don't, you don't. Hey, go throw your questions in here. We're about to jump over to Q&A. A couple more sleepers. Doug Gim is objectively a better player than everybody over here. I don't know if that makes him a good sleeper, but I will tell you he is a better golfer than everybody else down here. 
if you want some names to consider, uh, you know, Adam Shank, guys like that uh, are really good. Uh, Ryan Armour are guys that are just good PGA professionals who've been doing this shit for a while. Uh, if you want an absolute punt that I have seen some people talking up, John Augustine at 6,000 at the bare minimum is very popular. And uh, Max McGreevy, that's my little secret one. Don't tell anybody, you mother father. Um, and I think that's about it. Look, if you want all my sleepers, I made a video with 19 of them, okay? <laughs> that's fucking over for the Discord. If you want to know, I want to get on your Discord. Go check it out in the details, brother. But without further ado, I bring to you the drawing. This is to get a free ticket to win $100,000 tomorrow. I'm going to draw your name. When I draw your name, all you got to do is simply reach out to me on Twitter, YouTube, whatever you can, and we are going to make a lineup together. It is Bonzo Unfettered. My man, there you go. You win. Okay? That's you mean you're going to make a $20 lineup. Just reach out to me tonight. It's all yours. I pay for it. We make it together. We split the profits. What a fucking deal. Uh, for all the members, oh, by the way, all the people that are on there are also people, uh, if you're wondering, only like 50 people re-liked my shit yesterday, but you do got to realize those are all the people that re-liked my, or that went and left a comment uh, on my podcast. And the other one, the Patreon, you got to reach out to me, Patreon. You better be watching. If you're on my Patreon, you don't watch this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Eric Perez, I know that guy. He's a fucking legend. The man is a legend. So there you go. You two reach out to me. $20 ticket tonight on the big guy. Get in there. That's what we're doing. Okay. We are now over to, uh, let me make sure. I, oh, fuck. Look, I almost forgot my own shtick. The one guy I am definitely playing this week because I know I moved the fucking needle, you mother father. The one guy I am definitely playing this week. By the way, I never prepare this shit. God dang it. The one guy I'm definitely playing this week. Corey Connors. I'm going to play Corey Connors. I talked myself into him when I saw those three first right next to each other, right? I'm playing Corey Connors. You go play Max Home. I'll play Corey Connors. Do I love him? No. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. If you tuned in, there's only a hundred of you in here right now. Look at me. The one guy I'm definitely playing tomorrow, and you don't fucking tell anybody. This is just going to be a secret between me and the 90 of you. You ready? Troy Merritt. <laughs> I fucking love Troy Merritt. I fucking love him. I love him. I love Troy. I love Troy Merritt more than a fat kid loves a double chocolate cake, you mother father. So there you go. That's the one guy I'm definitely playing. I, I always try to keep it kind of hidden on here, but surely I can give you mother fathers one. Hold on, I want to do John Goltz texting me right now. Let's see what he's saying. Uh oh, he said success. All right, he didn't pass out. Um Okay. The uh one guy I am definitely not playing. This really sends my soul to say, because I got to tell you, instincts told me to play him. But if Taylor Pendrick's going to be 28%, I can't play him. I won't, I won't play Jesus Christ himself reincarnated as Allah if he is 28%. So get the fuck out of here. I'm not playing him. All right, let's get over to the questions. Toss your questions in now if you want me to answer them. Welcome back, Mother Fathers, although some of you never left. Well said, Nick. Thanks for being here, brother. appreciate you. Sean says golf. You, uh, Sean, when I told you that golf will never leave my periphery, I fucking meant it. I meant it. I love golf. I love golf more than you love fucking breathing air, which I assume is a lot. Christian, my dude Christian, always around. Appreciate you, brother. Having a few glasses of uh, cab tonight. I assume that's short for Cabernet. I have no idea. Either that or you're having cabs to drink. Mm. That big gulp right there was in honor of Christian Smith. All right, PM says hi. What's up, PM? I don't recognize that name. I hope you're a new guy. Thanks for joining, brother. Brent Hopkins, we back. It's good to have you back, brother. Aaron Farb, my dude always support me. Appreciate you. Michael Zoller, let's go. I appreciate you. Uh, all right. 
I'm getting the question marks now. Travis Swenson, my dude, Travis. What's up, DJN? How you feeling about Wyndham Clark? I liked Wyndham Clark. I really did. Two things. Wyndham Clark is not an 81. Wait, is he 8,100? Don't let me talk out my ass. $8,000 golfer. He's not an $8,000 golfer. Furthermore, I saw 12%. I went, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I liked him until I saw that ownership. I'll just go fucking play Woodland, Kirk, Day, and Norn all around him that are going to be lower owned. But he's not a bad play. He's not. I just don't like the ownership. There's just no way he's twice as better as those guys around him. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. I'm due to win on this wheel. Brent, I hope you won. But <laughs> based on the names I just read, I don't think you did. Any love for Hardy this week? Um, uh, 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 let's see. What What the fuck? Oh, there he is. Hardy. Oh, shit. Let's see. Let's go check out Hardy real quick from a man Christian. I can't, I can't say he's my dude and then not go check him out. I actually really like Hardy just in general. Last time out of the wind. Okay. All right. I'm in. I, I mean, like, yeah, nothing about him looks good. He's not a good, he's not particularly a great bent grass putter. He's coming off two missed cuts and a 58. He makes no sense. Let's just play the upside narrative, Christian. What do you say? Dubber, what's up, you mother father? Okay. Can you tell DK to stop sending me notifications during the stream to make my lineups? They should know better. Hey, DK. We don't make our lineups all after the stream's over. You mother father, chill the fuck out. Jesus. All right. If I prop up 500 bucks, I'm dancing on the couch. Jeffrey, that's what's important to remember is what is your goal for uh, DFS golf? You know, for me, like, it's sad. They're like, this is what sucks about, like, playing this shit at a high level. Like, anything less than 25 bucks, it's like, it's like I'm a fucking 80-year-old impotent man, right? Like, I can't even get it up. Um, and so like, you know, I've hit $10,000, $15,000 a lot this year. And you think, Oh my God, that's so big. No, it's not it fucking sucks. Like it's like, whatever, just another day of the office. And I want that excitement back. And I'm honestly jealous of you that there was a time in my life where if I won $500, my ass would be dancing naked in the middle of the streets, but I'm not there anymore. And honestly, it kind of sucks. If you want to know the truth. Uh, all right, moving on. My plan is to move a bit more money this week to Showdown. Sean, that's because you're a smart man, and just looking at your profile picture, you look like a dude that would be good with money. What do we check first? How much do we still have in our bank account? Well, that's because you haven't been uh, playing enough Showdown. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, here we go. Matthew Cohen, what's up, brother? Do you trust uh, young up-and-coming KFT guys, or do we need to see it first? So I want to be early on the KFT guys. That was like my whole strategy this week was to beat everybody on these KFT guys. However, the reason that I'm not so warm on them now is it seems like that's been the industry narrative. And if you want to know the number one rule you should typically play at DFS Golf, you ready for this? This is the most important rule you can ever play. You're like, I don't, hey, did you understand five? I can't pick narratives as well as you can. Let me tell you the best narrative you should always play. People in this industry are fucking morons. Your narrative should be, fuck their narratives. That should be your narrative. And if everybody's saying play the KFT guys, don't play them. If no, I, I didn't think anybody would be on these guys like they are. But if they're going to be on them, I'll get off of them. I wanted to be on them, but I'm not going to play chalky KFT guys. By the way, KFT just stands for Corn Fairy Tour, mother father. All right. Small Craft Advisory always reminds me of Bloodhound Gang. Zach, Small Craft Advisory. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm just going to smile and nod. Okay, Billy, my dude, Billy, DJ is back. Where's the ranch water? <laughs> right here. That dude bought me this uh, fucking fishbowl. Mm -mm -mm. That's an honor of you, big Billy, the ATL. All right, you mother father's definitely being replaced. Uh, mother father's and I love it. Hey, Chris, thanks for being here, man. 
Jeffrey, first tourney of the season. So how much are you doing the rest of the videos like you would be doing on the Discord to preview what you're, uh, what we would be paying for? Makes sense? First tourney of the season. So how much about doing the rest of the video like you would be doing that? Yeah, I'm not going to – I give so much more uh, intel and the real side of me to my Discord than I do to this video. That's just how it's always going to be. Those people are literally supporting my editor and all this fancy fucking equipment I have all over this room right now that uh, without them, I wouldn't even be able to do this. I, I don't make enough money off of DFS to take care of myself and pay for all this shit and pay for my two employees. So really, the only people that make it people are, are possible are those people on the Patreon. So I'm always going to treat them different. I'm always going to give them a different side of me. That <laughs> is what it is. If you don't like it, fucking deal with it. All right, Billy, uh, who is the one 7K punt you're highest on this week? Uh, that's a great... Billy Billy always has the great questions, that motherfucker. Uh, the the one that I'm the highest on, the one that uh, well I don't want to tell you the one I'm highest on, but I will tell you one that really caught my eye, uh, Billy Robbie Shelton. You look at the model, you see 131. Can't play that guy. Okay, dumbass. Well, first of all, don't use models to like live your life off of. What I would tell you is this guy can fucking spike, right? He just had a first, a second, and a first all in the past three months on the Corn Ferry Tour. So this is a guy that when he has it, he fucking has it. But here's another little point I want to give to you, my dude, Billy, is it's not just about that like he is uh, playing well. It's that he has PGA experience. And as I said on my uh, Discord videos, shots gained butterflies has to be factored in this week. And Robbie Shelton has played a lot, a lot of rounds on the PGA Tour. I'll be the first to admit, a lot of these are not the results you want to see, but there has to be something factored in that at least he is comfortable being there. He's been there before. He's not going to be caught up in the moment. And if he really is playing good golf that carries over from the Corn Ferry Tour and he's not nervous like a lot of the other Corn Ferry guys, that makes him a punt worth considering in my opinion. How do you feel about old man Cooch? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was interested until I saw he's 37 percent are not 37 percent seven percent owned which isn't a deal breaker but like you know like i just feel like there's guys right around him like to be honest matt kuch or nick hardy in a vacuum who do i want i'll take nick hardy and i don't i don't remember nick hardy's ownership off the top of my head but i bet it's one half the ownership of kuch i i will tell you this i would like kuch more than more so long as taylor Moore is twice as owned as him uh let's see uh travis jeff uh, okay we got people at them people i'm just asking i'm just answering question marks get your questions in now you mother fathers let's see jason oryx says uh is there really any difference between mcneely and molinax and chris Goderup at the end of the day there's not that's the that's the real answer that's a great point jason is like so many of these golfers like maverick mcneely is he truly a better golfer than than, than Chris Goddard, who's $2,800 cheaper? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a much of a difference. I think so many of these guys, outside of those top three, I think Tigala kind of has some all-star upside. And I think Pendrith has shown that he can be elite. But like outside of those guys, I don't really know if there's a huge difference. Davis and Riley both have huge upsides, but like literally starting ninety three hundred down, you can fucking I, I I feel like you could like bet even money on almost any one of these other guys' careers, and they'll all probably be about the same. Uh, let's see, Carl Yoon is like for the six Ks for some reason. I don't know what you're saying. You're my spirit animal. Hey, J-Row, you're my spirit animal. Thanks for being here, you mother father. I hope you're having a good time. I'm here to entertain and educate. Sean Hackenbra uh, Hackbra. 
Barth. Uh, so should we play Carl Yoon? I mean, if no, if he's really going to be 2.5%, which, Sean, I know you're over on the Discord, so you will see the updated ownership tonight after the big guy eats dinner. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I would say if he's really going to be 2.5%, sign my ass up. I don't even know who Carl Yoon is, but I'll tell you what. I fucking love China if he's 2.5%. You know what I'm saying, you motherfucker? <laughs> okay, atting people. Get the fuck out of here with that. Uh, oh, my God. Just woke up. Fell asleep over here. Eastern time zone. About to miss the show. David, this is the Lord's time zone. It's only 747. An airplane. Why are you Why are you asleep? Levine would play Coco Beware at 30%. <laughs> would you play Coco Beware? Is that a 1980s WWF wrestling reference? Benny Levine, you're my friend. Uh, I forgot Jimmy Walker even existed. Uh, Jimmy Walker is a major winner. You will put some respect on that name. Okay, you know his last name is actually Jimmy Walker, and the only re- it, it was actually his last name was actually Jimmy Smith, but he's gotten so old that he needs a Walker. He just changed his last name to Jimmy Walker. That's a dad joke. All right, I'm putting my whole bankroll in the Millie Maker with sixty. Per- well, first of all, there's no Millie Maker, Matt, but I know what you mean. The big twenty dollar with sixty percent Dumpy Bow. You play sixty percent Dumpy Bow. You don't come whining to me Friday when all your lineups are dead and you're playing Showdown. You don't do it. What's up, fam? Hey, what's up, Beeks? Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Anybody else? Hey, it's it's a uh, Jean Gustafsson, y'all. Hey, the Swiss Mountain Man here. Many of you had golfers screw us over. Do you think that uh, we need to have an open mind when golfers? We might have grudges. Man, uh, Jean, this is why I love the Europeans because they ask such good questions, y'all. Um, man, I will be the first to admit I hold a grudge. Part of the reason I think Roy's a fucking loser is a. He fucking is. And second, the guy's lost me so much money. So there's that, brother. But what I would say is I will forgive players, even loser fucking Rory or Patrick Rogers. Uh, If you hold grudges in PGA DFS, it just ends up double fucking you, right? Like how many times have you been listening to a podcast? Somebody says, I'll never get that guy, right? It's because this is what you do. You play Hideki, he misses the cut. Oh, fuck that. I ain't playing that some bitch. And the next week he gets T2. Okay, because you didn't play him because you're thinking you're still mad at him from the last week. Every week is a new week and a chance to start over. You throw away those biases, you throw away those bad memories, and you move on to the next week. If you don't do that, you're just setting yourself up to be one of those guys that says, I never get old Davis Riley, right? Well, that's because you're a fucking loser that just plays on emotions and doesn't play with your brain. If you want to play with your heart, go fucking date somebody, you loser. I don't know. <laughs> What about what do you think about Decky here? I don't love Decky, David. I really don't. But if he's going to be low ownership and he's by far the best golfer in the field, well, then fuck it. I guess I'll play him. Jesus. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'd rather take a swift kick in the Japanese nuts. Okay. Uh, an old guy always pops up at this event. Who's the who do you got over 40? Jason Day. <laughs> I don't. I just. Jason Day over 40. How? Hold on. How? Uh, how old is is Jason Day. Wow, it's got to be the slowest typing ever. There we go. How old is you? He's... What the fuck? <laughs> it, says he, it says right there he was born in 1987. Holy shit, he is only... Th- Jason Day's 34? How old am I? Gee, okay, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck... Okay, I thought Jason Day was 127. That's a, that's a fact. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. The big guy has got to go eat dinner. Ben Griffin, solid punt. I agree. Uh, shut your mouth about Hayden Buckley. Shh. I got you, Chris. I got you, Chris. Do you ever dabble in Corn Fairy LIV champions? Man, Jason, look me in the eye right now, brother. You look me in the eye. 
I'm thinking about doing a special Corn Ferry Tour show tomorrow because if you didn't see the Corn Ferry's doing full week long now with traditional scoring, they're just going to do all their uh, bonuses over uh, three rounds. And I know nobody's doing good content. So let the big guy fill the vacuum. I'm open to it, big guy. My two core plays. Really, you mother father? Well, Nick, great minds think alike. What the fuck do you want from me? All right, Jeffrey says, I play single entries. Play Pendrith. Don't ever have, uh, don't ever be over the field. All right, so here you go, Jeffrey. If you love Pendrith, you fucking play him, and you don't get off of that. But here's what you do. Don't think of cumulative ownership. That's how much if you added up all six players, 28%, 12, 10, 10, 5, and 2, right? Don't add up their cumulative ownership. Add up their product ownership, which means take Pendrith's 28% and all the other guys and multiply them times each other. Get that number and multiply it times the total number of people in your field. You want that number to be as low as possible because if you play a chalky Pendrith, that's okay. Especially if you go play him with three or four guys that are 5% or lower owned. If you play him with a bunch of huge pivots, it all of a sudden becomes a great play because yes, you'll be sharing Pendrith with a ton of people, but your other four or five spots in the lineup will be completely unique and you won't be playing 1v1s versus everybody else or 2v2s. So I actually like that. If you love Pendrith, you don't fucking get off of him. You don't do it, Bob. I'm off of him though. <laughs> all right, here we go. What do you think about Denny and Grillo? Uh, I never played Denny. I think he's a fucking loser and he's a bum, but at 7%, sign my ass up. Grillo, if he's going to be 11%, definitely sign my ass up. I don't like either of them. It uh, plays in a vacuum, but you give me the ownership game, the big guy will play it all day, Anthony. Thanks for the question, brother. Sean, thoughts about um, home after a good tour championship? I think you should always go home after a good tour championship, Sean. That's not what you meant, right? You meant Homa. Homa has looked bad with the irons for a while, right? And the fact that I can see that and I can see some reason to fade him and he's going to be chalky, I'm in. That's what I'm doing. <sighs> Don't forget to go like, new guy. Go like. Hey, a whole bunch of you have swung by this shit, so go drop a like. Uh, any love for Putnam? Jeff, great question, my man. Thanks for being here. Uh, I do. I really liked Andrew Putnam originally, but now I have him coming in at roughly 10% ownership. And Andrew Putnam, you can see he looks pretty nice in the model here. Uh, he's played well here before, but when I saw 10% ownership, you know, not that 10% is a deal breaker, right? But it's that 10% when I could go have guys right around him that are just way lower that I think are objectively better golfers. That's where I'm at. And that's the game I play. I don't play with my heart. I simply just play the game of numbers. Uh, all right. David said, I won one of those ticks. We supposed to make uh, a lineup, but I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire about it. Any advice? Dude, just fucking send me a DM, David. Shit, you act like I fucking won't do it. I, I literally make like seven of these things a week with these contest winners. Fucking get over it. Any advice for single entry 220, 555 turning? Yeah, uh, fucking play who you like. That's what that will, that's what my advice would be. Make sure at least 3% of your guys are projected under 10%. That would be my big advice. Fucking reach out to me, you fucking slap dick. All right, uh, Jeffrey. I enjoy uh, messing with you, DJN. Was one of the few stuck with y'all all day Sunday. Hey, Jeffrey, that's because you're cool as shit. Don't forget, Sunday at noon, the Lord's time zone. We watch football. If you're an NFL guy and you're not watching this stream with me, what the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking dropped on your head as a child. We have a good time, so be there. Uh, who are a couple of you who can guarantee higher ownership in the single entry? Well, here, uh, Travis, I'll, I'll answer this for you very easily. If you want to know who's going to be highly owned in the single entry, just go take. I, you're over on the Discord. So just go look at my ownership that I'll put off the final ownership tonight. Go take the chalkiest guys and go add 3 to 5% to all those guys. That's what they'll be in single entry. Okay? So chalky guys become even more chalky. 
I noticed in my research that uh, this is from Chris. I noticed on a lot of my research, uh, second year guys uh, missed the cut here after the first event. Have you noticed anything similar, Chris? You want to know something, brother? I didn't dive that deep into it. I did. I did not look that much into course history. But you know what, Chris? You're a smart dude, and I like the cut of your jib. So I'm going to take your word on it. So if that's the case, then maybe we should be a little bit concerned about guys who've only played one time here and made the cut, which I believe I gave on my sleepers tonight. I'm trying to remember who that was. There was somebody that had a really good showing last year. I can't remember. Uh, if you're down to 7.5k for your last spot. Who's making your lineup? Well, let me go answer that real quick. Uh, Kevin Stroman. Because <laughs> that, that motherfucker loses me so much money, he's fucking due to pay me off, Aaron. Uh, as a backup, I would say Adam Long. Adam Long be my backup. Any love for JJ Dynamite? Dude, David, I love the 7Ks this week. They're neglected. Nobody. I mean nobody. Once you get below, I mean legit, once you get below uh, what Wyndham Clark? No one's really coming in at much over ten percent. And if, and if that's the case, you might as well just play the guys you like because there's not going to be enough owner ownership leverage there to really chase it. So JJ Spawn, fuck yeah, he's out in California, man. He's a West Coaster. He's from San Diego, and last time I checked, that's right next to San Francisco. All right, do you figure out your pool first or pick your contest first? I always pick my contest first, Nick. This week I didn't love the contest, so I'm doing one fifty in the. Uh, the $5, which, by the way, DraftKings, great fucking job. That filled by like 5 o'clock this afternoon, you assholes. They could have made that tournament so much better. Um, and then I'm also going to probably do the $200 single entry, the $100 single entry. Once I knew those were the contests I liked that were what I wanted, Nick, then I start making my player pool. For 152 lineups, my player pool will probably be somewhere between 25 to 27 players. All right. Uh, on Fantasy National, Yoon is in the 6Ks. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? So what's his actual salary? They just have the wrong salary, and that's the most fucking fantasy national thing I've ever seen in my life. Imagine being a primary sponsor of this piece of shit site, which, by the way, I still use. So what am I saying? I was asleep because I took a disco nap. Damn. All right. That's that's a weird. All right. Let's see. Zach, what's up, you mother father? Harris English, 7K is so low for his talent coming out of an injury. Any feeling there? I don't like him, but, man, I got to tell you, I thought the exact same thing, Zach. I was looking at him. I was like, fuck, what, what has happened to Harris English? He's down here at 7K. And I was looking. I was like, damn, Harris English is a better golfer. Plus, you can always trust a man that wears rope on his hat. And so, look at that. Miss cut, miss cut, miss cut. But remember, those are big fields. If you like Harris English, don't be scared to play him because of his recent form. Fuck recent form. It's a new season. It's the swing season, you mother father. Regular Topa Chipo or lime flavored? Always regular. You add fresh lime. I know you see that big-ass lime bouncing around in there. Look at that big-ass lime down at the bottom. Maybe you can't see it because the fucking thing's green. I got a green screen up. That's how you have to. That's how you have high production value is green screens. That drink was in honor of you, Michael. I fucking I'm feeling really buzzed. <laughs> that one hit the that one went straight to the brain. Cody, my main man. Cody, the strawberry. Uh, any thoughts on JJ Spawn and Lee Hodges? JJ Spawn already answered Lee Hodges. Um, I really liked actually. He caught my eye, but then I saw he was like a sneaky six percent, and not the six percent is like oh my god, it's so high. But like in this range, I feel like all these guys are so equal and so the same golfer. Then if I can go play the two percent guy versus the six percent guy, I'll do it all day. Uh, Cody also says, "Big guy, uh, golf, football, great time this year." Cody, thanks for being here and supporting the shit. I appreciate you, man. 
Aaron, I always appreciate you being here. Let's see. Hideki is going to mail it in this week. Jason, I don't know. I don't actually think that's a bad take. I do think he might mail it in too. I really do. Um, and that's why if I had to pivot off of Homa up top, I'd probably go Connors and Tigala over Hideki. That's the truth, brother. I think that's a good take. Uh, like Jaeger and Siegel entry this week. Oh, Jaeger bombs. Let's see. I just saw him. Steven Jaeger, 30. Oh, the model fucking loves him, first of all. He has played here before. Let's go investigate from a main dude, Christian. Steven Jaeger. Oh, wow. Three really good. Okay. 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 You sold me. You sold me. The Jaeger bombs, I'm in, Christian. If he's chalky, I blame you. Anthony, is this the week that you would consider leaving salary on the table? Uh, Anthony, I am not a big proponent of leaving salary on the table, but this week, if I was ever going to do it, yes. Uh, the that DraftKings fucking punted on making competitive um, salaries for the players, and they made it really, really soft. I could see myself leaving as much as $800 on the table. I don't like to get carried away with it. I'll never be a guy that's like, I'm leaving $3,000 on the table. Okay, dumbass. Like, you're going to, instead of playing Stuart Sink when you can play fucking like Max Homa, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here with that shit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I am open to leaving some money on the table. Fro shizzle, my brizzle. All right, David says he's going to reach out to me. Much better than bitching about it in the, the chat. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Matthew Cohen, dude, uh, in rare form. Am I in rare form tonight? I feel like this is pretty much uh, the degenerate on uh, little ranch water form tonight. Don't forget to go drop a like, everybody. Look at this. Look at my man Nick right here, ending with a fat joke. He says, enjoy your dinner, and he leaves me 50 bucks. Nick, you think it takes 50 bucks for me to eat a meal? I'm insulted. It takes at least 80. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a fat joke, okay? I'm athletically chubby. Nick, as always, I appreciate you. You always drop those super chats more than any oh, no, more than anybody else. The only one that drops them, you know what? I don't even appreciate it. My editor appreciates it because his ass gets another week of working, and he's the one that makes all these thumbnails, and he's the one that sets up all these streams, and he's the one that fucking posts all my shit to the Discord and answers all your problems. So that motherfucker appreciates you, and I appreciate you for appreciating him. I love you, Nick. You're my dude. I'm thinking about hitting a road trip and coming down through the south. I might swing through Louisiana and see you. Your ass, because I like the cut of your jib, you mother father. All right, guys, I think that's it. The big guy's ready to go eat dinner. It's eight o'clock. I gotta run, kick some ass tonight. Send me a DM on Twitter if you ever want to know anything. I try not to big dog anybody, but if you want to know the truth, the best way to get a hold of me is over through the Discord. That's where I am a slut to my people. I appreciate you being here. It has been fun. I hope you kick some ass. Do not forget to be fucking back here Friday night for round three showdown because it's a real golf tournament and there's money to be won. I'll talk to you later. I hope you kick ass. I hope to see you next week, and I hope you enjoy my